0: Jewish audio on Kabbat.org. Good morning and welcome. The Tanya for today, the fifth day of Adarishan of the first Adar, as we continue moving through chapter 27, Perek Chab Zion, in the book we use here, 117, 118, five lines from the bottom. We learned in this chapter that there could be another type of depression which we have to fight because depression is never good. And this second type of depression, which is dealt with in this chapter, is not depression because a person is challenged in his material blessings, not depression because a person has sinned and he feels unworthy, but depression because a person feels... why. Am I still tempted to sin? Why am I still battling the same battles? I should be better than this. I should have overcome this. Still, after all this time, I'm still tempted to sin. And it gets you down. Again, the most extreme example, which I like to use because it really brings the point across, is the example of a person who is, God forbid... Addicted, addiction, a person could be on the wagon for 25 years, but they're still tempted. And the biggest tragedy occurs when a person convinces themselves that they beat the addiction, they no longer attend the meetings, they no longer do whatever it is they were doing to keep them on the wagon, immediately they fall off the wagon. So convincing yourself you no longer have a problem is the beginning of a new problem. But it is frustrating. Why am I still battling the same temptations? It's not fair. Can't I work myself up where I've overcome temptation? So we began to study earlier that only a tzaddik can do that. There are certain people who were gifted by the Creator to be able to overcome and conquer, and destroy, and banish their evil inclination. The average person cannot do that. The average person can, and in fact must, control their evil inclination. And that is a lifetime battle. We succeed, we succeed, we succeed, then we don't. You get back on the wagon, you succeed, you succeed. The bain always succeeds, but he's still tempted the next morning. So now a person might ask himself, why, why do I still have to have this battle? Before we go into the text, I, I love to, good morning, to, to quote the famous question, what is the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic? The answer is a drunk does not have to go to the meetings. So the answer to the questions that I enumerated earlier is that there are two types of gratification and pleasure, nachas, like the expression in the chumash, reyach nichoach, says Rashi always, God enjoys when we listen to him, there are two types of gratification, a pleasure, so to speak, that Hashem receives on high. Echad, one type of pleasure. It's true. Mi bitol hasitra When impurity and, quote-unquote, the other side is banished, is vanquished, is gotten rid of. Mi and it is transformed, mi from bitterness Limisika, or Lemiska to sweetness. Umechashocha from darkness. Linahora, to light. Ayudeh Sadikim through righteous people. And a tzadik can accomplish that. A tzadik can take darkness and transform it to light. When we talk about via hafta, you shall love God your God. Bechol levah with all your heart. It doesn't say, bechol libecha. It says, the which suggests two hearts. Our sages say that's with our good inclination and our evil inclination. We have to get the negative side of us to also engage in love of God. Who can truly accomplish that? A real tzaddik. The Hashem is, but then there's another type of gratification, another type of delight that God Almighty has. That is when a simple person challenged by temptation passes the test again and again and again and does not fall off the wagon. When a person is consistent and disciplined and just say, no, despite the fact that tomorrow morning I wake up with the same temptation. To use the Kabbalistic vernacular, when the other side, when negativity becomes subdued, subjugated, brought down, while it is still at its full strength and power and dynamism, we learned earlier that negativity loves to (coughs) soar like an eagle, the Jewish people are compared to an eagle. An eagle is a sign of holiness. Impurity says, I'm an eagle too. Pharaoh says, I created the Nile. Heck, I created myself. I'm God. That's the impurity soaring like an eagle. O and from there, the Jew, through his discipline and through his spiritual commitment... Mayrida Hashem enables Hashem to cause it to crash down and descend. How does that happen? Through the act of a Jew here in this world that causes an awakening below, through the Bainini. every time a person is tempted to sin. And he doesn't, that gives energy to spirituality, which soars on high and causes the eagle of impurity to crash. And here, the Ebbe goes on to explain a beautiful analogy. Before we understand this analogy, we have to understand that when the matriarch, Rebecca, when our matriarch, Rivka, finally, after so many years of marriage, Conceived and she was pregnant. She went to her obstetrician, and I guess the rabbit died. And he told her she was pregnant. It says, <laughs> and the fetuses began to battle within her. And she said, She says, Hey, I'm I'm, I'm suicidal. Who needs this? She went to inquire of God through speaking, says Rashi, from the oral law, to shame Noah's son, who was the spiritual giant of that time. So Shem says to her, what was she so frustrated about? We learn in Rashi from the oral law, that she was frustrated because as she passed place, as she passed a place of divine worship, as she passed the center of learning where shame was, the fetus tried to emerge out of her womb. So she said, Oh, goody, I'm carrying a righteous child. But when she passed a place of idol worship or immorality, the fetus also tried to get out. So she says, Oh, bad, I'm carrying a schizophrenic. He said, "Which one are you, schizophrenic?" That was a joke. So Shem told her these famous words: goim <speaking in Hebrew> so You're carrying two nations within you. Two peoples will emerge from your bowels. They're always going to be battling each other. And that was the prediction that she was carrying twins. So he's not schizophrenic. You have two two people, Yaakov and Esau. Yaakov and Esau, Israel and Rome, will battle each other forever and ever and ever. When one is up, the other is down. When one is down, the other is up. You know, why can't we all just get along? That only works with Rodney King in Los Angeles. It doesn't work in the world. When this one is up, this one is down. What does that symbolize? of symbolizes impurity. Yaakov symbolizes purity. We're talking about the impurity of, of the pagan Rome and the oppression of Israel and so on. And the symbolism of that. Yitzchak wanted to give, Isaac wanted to give the blessings to Esau. Because Yitzchak, or Isaac, said, if I could get Esau to flip to the side of holiness, this is good, we can use energy like Esau which means that Yaakov wanted to transform Esau from a rasha, from a wicked person, into a tzaddik. He wanted to take the negative and transform it to the positive. Or at least to contain the negative with raw discipline, which helps us understand the Alter Rebbe will now share with us, based upon the teachings of Kabbalah, what happened when Yitzchak, when Isaac called his son Esau, and he says, listen, I'm not sure when I'm going to die. I want to convey my blessings to you. Go out and hunt me some dinner. Make me delicacies like I love. It sounds like Yitzchak was looking for dinner. That's not at all what it is about. So we look now into Kabbalah. Let's look back into the Tanya here. And this is what the verse says in the words of Yitzchak to Esau. Make me delicacies. Make me, in Yiddish the word is make me a, a dinner. Like I love. You think Yitzchak, the old man Yitzchak loved to eat. No, this was not Yitzchak. Matamim The word matamim is plural, delicacies, plural. Yitzchak, the epitome of the tzaddik, is making a statement for Hashem. Shnei mine nachas ruach, that God has two types of nachas. (coughs) Two types of pleasure that he derives, gratification, which he derives from his creations. It's not Yitzchak talking to Esau. I mean, of course, simply speaking, it's Yitzchak talking to Esav. But deeper, it's the divine presence making a proclamation, to its offspring. Who are the offspring of the Shechina of Hashem? The general standing of the entire Jewish people, as it says in Tikkun So that Hashem says to the Jew, I'm going to drop you into this, materialistic world, filled with temptation, and I want you to give me gratifications, plural. Just as in material delicacies. You know, people have different palates, different tastes. Some people like, you talk to some people, they'll say, what do you like? Say, I like anything sweet. Just give me sugar. Give me seven-layer cake. I love it. Then there's another type of person who will say, no. I like spicy. Give me hot stuff. I love spicy stuff. Another one will say, are you crazy? Just from the smell, I can get sick. Just give me some Candy. So he says, Just as, by way of analogy, in material delights, there are two types of delights, depending upon the palate of the individual. One is a delight that some people will get from sweet and delicious food. And the second is the pleasure that people get from spicy food or sour food. Never mind the cake. Give me a sour pickle. Give me a hot pepper. Why would you like spicy and sour food? Because they're prepared right. My grandmother knew how to prepare spicy food. <laughs> Today they don't even know how to do it. If you make it right, ah, can this this taste amazing? So there are two tastes. That's a parable. That's imagery for the tzaddik who always walks in the good path. That's the sweet, or the spicy, the sour which tastes good because it's spicy and because it's sour, because it's properly prepared, the person who veers off the track and returns. And this will help us understand the meaning of the verse. Everything God does, he does for himself. Even the creation of a wicked man for a wicked day. What does it mean? The meaning is that God says that even wickedness can bring him delight. The day the wicked person returns and comes back from his wickedness, he transforms the negative to positive. And he makes, he transforms, he converts his evil to yaim today, the and light, lamail on high using the language of the Zohar, when the other side becomes subdued and subjugated, and the glory of Hashem ascends upward, and that is through the transformation of evil to good, and that is the process of discipline, of just saying no, hopefully, consistently, to our temptations of staying on the wagon, despite the fact that it's a daily battle. So some people have the sweet palate, the tzaddik is sweet, he's always on the wagon, he never has a problem, if he ever has a drink he's saying Lachayim. not a problem. And some people have fallen off the wagon and they have to battle for the rest of their lives and they just have to stay on the straight and narrow We will continue this theme, Metzrat Hashem, in tomorrow's Tanya portion.